Hey everyone, welcome to On The Go With Mono. I'm your host, Mono Fortuno, and today I'm here with Manish Sethi. Manish is the founder of Rescue Glass, and he has a very determined mindset and an entrepreneurial spirit. I'll now let him introduce a bit more about himself, and we will take it from there. Well, thank you very much for having me, first of all. Um, it's a nice sunny day in London. But uh, yeah, a little bit about me. I'm Manish Sethi. I went to King's College London, graduated in 2019, but I was born and raised in Bangkok, Thailand. That's where home is for me. And yeah, throughout my university experience in high school, I founded a social enterprise called Rescue Glass. And yeah, that's why we're on today to share my story and learn from you as well and go from there. Amazing. So before we get more into the Rescue Glass, you mentioned that you graduated from King's College very recently. And I want to take back in time because, again, you were running a business whilst in university. How did you find your three years at university, also given that you studied during the COVID pandemic? Yeah, great question. It was tough, definitely. What was great was that the first six months of uni, was, there was no COVID. And we, had, we didn't have any responsibilities. So we came to uni and I just really had a good time. I went out a lot, partied a lot and made the most of university. But then when COVID hit, I was like, oh, I, we were all forced to go back home. Home for me was Thailand. So I went back to Thailand and I was like, oh shit, you know, now I've got time. And as bad as the COVID pandemic was, I was like, the one thing we have now is time. Because we're not socializing anymore. We're not going out anymore. What can I do to make the most of my time? And I got a group of, group of friends together. And I was like, you know what? Let's take something like rusty glass and try to grow it as much as we can. So through a lot of challenges, struggles, failures along the way, we, we were able to make some impact along the way. So overall, university experience was good, but it was tough. But a lot of high highs and low lows. But I think that's a spike, right? So if you had to describe rusty glass to people, how would you describe it? Ooh, great question. I think the best way I would describe it, it's a community of like-minded young entrepreneurs coming together to create change and impact. It's essentially a nonprofit organization. It's a community of just students, university students, young professionals, just coming together to create impact, you know, talk about our entrepreneurial journey and really showcasing that. And this is not, it's not all about making money. It's about creating impact. And through that, if you want to make money, that's fine as well. But we want to be able to create an impact on our local environment, local uh, community and go from there. And why do you think environment is such an important topic to you for sustainability? Yeah, no, great question. Well, we have one, we have one earth, right? And we all know how the, with climate change and all these things, we, we, we are responsible of our consequences, you know, our actions. And the better we're aware of our actions, the better choices we can make and thereby the better environment we can create for ourselves and our future kids and our generations ahead. Yeah. Okay. And did this rescue glass idea come when you were in university or was this during COVID or was this during high school? Because I know when we spoke beforehand, you actually mentioned that this was a cast project. Could you please elaborate more on that? Yeah, for sure. So we started back in a high school project. So Alden Shaw was, was the one who you know, came up with the idea and the concept and he, he showed me about it and he started the project initially already. He was like, Manish, this is a cool project I'm working on. I want to work on it with me together. And I was like, wow, bro, this is an amazing idea. Let's take class and transform it something beautiful. So we were both like co-founders and leaders in school. We did a great job in school. It was a cast project. And then I, I, took, I took the decision to continue it in university and try to expand to London. It was difficult. I, you know, I didn't, we, we, we didn't get as far as we would like in London. And it's understandable given how hard and tough it was. But because of COVID, we went back to Thailand. And that's when I got a group of teams together. And we really just hustled hard and you know, did our best to make things happen. Just to clarify for people listening that cast is creativity, action, and service is part of the International Baccalaureate Diploma Program, which takes place during high school. It's a very rigorous, demanding course. And one of the mandatory requirements is that you have to do this. Again, it's a cast project, which is a project you do outside of your academic commitments. And it's something that, again, 
as Manish has described, is how he co-founded Rescue Plus. And I found that very interesting how you use that opportunity to use that CAS project and still continue doing what you're doing when you're at university and during COVID time. And do you feel like COVID-19 now, looking back at it, do you see it as a blessing for your business? Yeah, as bad as all the impact was and you know how much anxiety, fear, casualties COVID had, I think in some sense, in some extent, it was a wake-up call for me to, you know, focus on myself, focus on my learning, focus on bringing a community together and just trying to do my best to learn as much as I can, make mistakes and grow. It was a tough time, but I think most of the time I made pretty good use of the time. You know, I got into reading, I got into better mindfulness habits, I got into better learning and developing. And I'm, I, I don't do it all the time, but I think I'm, I've, I've set up a good foundation for me to build on, which I've been using now. And how did you apply that mentality to nowadays, for example, post-COVID-19? Or do you still continue doing the stuff that you were doing during COVID-19? Or has your mindset or the way you do things now has changed because of that? Yeah, no, great question. And I'm curious to hear about your thoughts too. So it's not, it's not only just about me, but um, I think for me, yeah, I think COVID really allowed me to put my head down and not get distracted. I think we both can agree that in our generation and in life right now, it's so easy to get distracted. There's so yeah. many things to do, so many things, like how many parties happening, so many events happening, but learning how to focus and be disciplined is what I've learned from COVID because I made no other choice to be disciplined. You know, I could, I could be playing video games all the time. Don't get me wrong. I still did, but I made a conscious decision to like, let me focus on learning and improving my career and myself. And I think it's paid off to some extent in the last three years and I've got a long way to go as well. But what about you? What are your thoughts? I mean, first of all, I totally agree. And I feel like with COVID-19, it's definitely allowed me to also focus a lot on not just myself, but really just get really introspective and sort of just, you know, kind of reflect a lot on the years that were leading towards COVID-19 and sort of look back and see, okay, what can I take this time to, I guess I want to throw like cliche, be on the go because during, before COVID, we were all just doing our own things. We did not really have a time to, I guess, reflect, but because we had that time to just be, you know, we couldn't see anyone. We were indoors. We were either with by ourselves or with a few people, stuck with families. It really allowed me also personally to just sort of see, okay, what do I want to do for the next few years? If COVID, luckily, you know, we've gone back to normal life, but what type of person do I want to be? You know, because during COVID, I was about 19, 20, again, same position, same age as you. Um, also in university and when that happened it felt like i didn't really think about it too much i thought okay everything's going to go back to normal in six months i did not think it was going to take two years two years and a half for everything to actually go back to you know everything being normal but again i felt like it also allowed me to really focus on myself and also focus on things i like maybe trying new things and that also now leads me to my next question because i tried to really take risks during COVID-19, you know, I tried to, I guess, do a lot of internship opportunities if I could. I tried to put myself out there on LinkedIn. I tried while I was in university, you know, to do extracurriculars that were beyond my comfort zone. And I'm also going to now ask this question to you because I felt like that's what also led you to see the growth of Rescue Glass, given that you tried to do things during COVID-19 that now led to the results that are, you know, in place now. So I'm going to ask you, how do you try and i also feel like this is such an important thing to talk about because if you don't try you're not going to really see the outcome you could actually potentially take something and go because people are so scared to go ahead because of maybe risk of rejection or failure or just being judged by people so how does trying and not giving up 
apply to you and why is it so important to you if that is the case? Yeah, great, great question. I think two things that I picked up on what you just said. I love what you said is the question you asked, who do I want to be? You know, I think that's such an important question. And COVID really allowed us to do that. It's to be more introspective, right? So yeah. many of the times we think about what we want to do, what we want to achieve, how much money we want to make, but we forget who we want to be along the journey, what impact we want to create. And through Rescue Glass, I believe I made some impact and I'm really grateful for my team and everything. So that's a really good point. You know, being introspective and thinking about what impact you want to create and working towards that. Your second point was you, you have to try, right? And one quote that really resonated with me was if you're unwilling to fail, you're unwilling to succeed. So, you know, I, I, I'm still very early on my career and my journey, but I, I made a lot of mistakes and I continue to do, I will continue to do so. I failed a lot, but um, I, I haven't given up. You know, with Rescue Glass, I've been doing it for four, five, six years and there's been high highs and low lows, but I haven't given up. Um, I won't, you know, there's a side project, a passion project now. I haven't given up and it's been tough. But like even during COVID, I was in high school. I was a personal trainer, training clients. I was, I started a small security, private security project. I was hosting parties in Thailand and all these things I tried and made them, you know, learned a lot from it, made some mistakes. But the most important thing, like you said, is that we're trying and we're doing something about it and learning from each time. So that's a little bit of my insight on why it's so important to try, because no matter what you do, you got to learn from it as long as you spend time to reflect on why you did it and what the outcome was. And I totally agree with what you said, because I feel like we're trying. That's kind of also allowed me to, that's how this podcast even started, you know, again, similar with you. I feel like when I was in high school, I tried it, you know, music. I tried, you know, playing the guitar. Is this my hobby? It was my hobby at that time, but I realized maybe after two or three years, okay, I want to try something else. Then I shifted to, I think it was photography. You know, I did photography a lot when I was in university. I got involved in academic representation. And I kind of used that to, I tried actually, when I moved to London at first, I actually tried taking photos in the streets. I tried, you know, taking photos of friends, but I just did not have that same pleasure or I did not really enjoy it as much as I did when I was in university. It's kind of like a phase. And now it's kind of, I'm taking that experience. And I truly believe, same with you, where those things that we tried before, it still applies to now. It's like everything I've learned, whether it's the mistakes or the failures, I just tried to be uncomfortable. That's the point. I just tried to really fail as much as I could because if I didn't, I wouldn't have known the outcome. And I think that is why it's so important to put yourself out there. And again, that now leads me to ask you this question on how do you put yourself out there? Because it is bloody terrible. And a lot of people do not like to do it because again, it goes back to the whole trying thing. You know, it's fear of judgment. People just, you know, you're afraid of people just talking behind your back and just criticizing you but eventually again it relates with the whole try question so how do you manage put yourself out there yeah great question and i think i really like what you said about being comfortable being uncomfortable right i think i was speaking to one of my mentors this morning and he was sending me some you know stories and quotes and it really resonated with me the fact that easy choices hard choices easy life so choosing to embrace the struggle is in a good way in a good thing you know it's an opportunity to learn and reflect and become tougher and you know just learn from it you know so it's a really good point so your question is how does one put themselves out there right it's tough like you said you know when i first put myself on linkedin my first few posts i didn't know what i was doing and i'm for now i'm still learning i'm still growing i still got a lot to learn but i think one, one thing i do quite well is i'm not afraid to put myself out there i'm not afraid to share what i'm doing if that's you know the parties i was hosting in london the parties i was hosting in thailand working with the private security thing or even resting last i actively share my story but I'm, I try not to do it from a bragging point. I 
tried to do it from a puppet. Look, I failed so far. I've learned so much. I made this mistake. This is my journey. We can learn from each other. How can I learn from you? What, and I'm, I'm sure we'll learn some podcasts as well. But it comes yeah. from a mindset of like, how can I learn as much as I can? But also share my story for other entrepreneurs, founders, or anyone who's aspiring to create their own little project or whatever that is. So you got to learn to not take things personally. And it's not easy because, you know, people will say stuff to you. People, a lot of people, when I first started Rescue Glass, didn't believe in me. And that's fine. I had to learn to believe in myself. Whereas sometimes I did believe in myself, but I really had a good support system. I tried my best and I still, you know, spent a lot of time working on myself. And yeah, it's quite important. Oh man, I think having a good support system is one thing, but also believing in yourself is the other thing. I mean, if you cannot believe in yourself, then who is going to believe in you? You know, and it's the same thing with, I'm assuming for Rescue Glass with you, but also for me in this podcast. I was so nervous to even release the first episode or even make the announcement because not many people knew about it. And it's all of these, you know, illogical things going on in my mind that what are people going to think about it? You know, people don't, it's like starting from scratch, basically, how are you going to get an audience? But again, it, it's like, I need to put myself out there and I need to try. And I'm assuming if it's like, if you don't start now, again, you won't really know. And one reason why I was very excited to interview you is because take you back to what you mentioned on LinkedIn. And when I, when we connected on LinkedIn, I, I just knew you through, you know, Rescue Glass and a few mutual friends. But when I saw the types of posts you were posting, I was like, yes, this is exactly what we need. Thank God it's not me that kind of just wishes people would share more about, you know, their failure stories or the rejection. So I really resonated with that. And I really related to everything you were talking about because you were kind of going the other side because everyone is so in my feed. Nowadays, it's kind of like 50-50, but before it used to be a lot about, you know, success. I worked hard and I got, you know, this first class degree and I got a new job, which is great. It's amazing. I'm really happy. But the fact that you were also willing to share the downfalls, the sites that people are not willing to open about, I think that's what truly made me, you know, like I, I kind of knew that I, I need to get to know this person more. And I want to talk to this person because he knows exactly what he knows exactly what it means to go through everything that you went through behind the scenes. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, you're right, man. Like, thank you very much for the kind words as well. I think, yeah, it's, we're so focused on the outcome, on the end result, without even understanding the journey someone took to get there. Yeah. And I think one thing I learned along my journey that I want to share with the audience is that, you know, success, what success means to me is different to what success means to you. So everyone's got their own definition of success, but how much time are we actually defining what success means to us? Or how much time are we, are we spending on our metrics or what, you know, we're trying to achieve? So I think spending time to reflect on what you're trying to achieve and what, what success and more importantly, happiness means to you is a really important thing that's helped me on my journey of self-development, my professional career as well. What, what do you think about what I just said just now? Oh, totally. I think for me personally, I think success, it's a very broad term. And I think for everyone, it applies very personally. So I felt like for me as well, I think success just means just being happy. You know, what's the point if, if I'm not happy with what I'm doing? Why am I doing it in the first place? You know, and I've really learned through over the years trying to just do things just for, again, it's doing it for myself. But do I truly enjoy what I doing it? Do I have the same pleasure where when I wake up, I'm like, yes, I'm excited for the rest of the day. Because that was the case when I was doing music, for example, or photography. And with this podcast, I get up way earlier or I can survive a little sleep. And I just, I'm so excited to just get on with, you know, I just want to interview people. I just want to edit. I just want to post the content that I know, I hope is going to actually resonate with people, you know? Definitely. And it comes back to passion, right? When you have a passion, what you do, like you had a passion with photography, music, and now podcasting. I had the same passion with learning and making impact and, you know, making mistakes and trying different things and hosting parties. But I think, I think one thing we wanted to be discussed before as well is that different things, we're passionate about different things at different times in our life. You know, yeah. 
for you before photography was your passion. Now it's not as much so. For me, you know, hosting parties was my passion a year ago. But now I'm in a different phase of life. And, you know, it's all my passion per se as of right now. Totally. I mean, with the photography thing, it was also used to taking photos in nightclubs, for example. And like, again, maybe it's now if I was to go to nightclubs, I just wanted something different. Maybe I just don't want to take photos anymore. I just want to enjoy my nights. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's different. Exactly. So now I'm going to take everything that we've discussed and apply it to my next question. Because, again, both of us like to be very busy people. We're both on the go, I guess you could say. But also... We both like to balance a lot of responsibilities. And I'm going to ask you because you also said during when you were in high school, when you were in university, you were balancing your business, your side projects with your events and security guard, all of that. How do you deal with burnout? Ooh, great question. It's bloody tough. It's difficult. It's a pain, honestly. Um, I burnt out a few times. I'd say two or three. It's, I think what I've learned from the burnout is the importance of rest. A lot of entrepreneurs and what you see social media is like hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah, I, I believe in that. And I hustled a lot. There were times where I worked until very late and I enjoyed it, but it was also very tough. And there was a point where if I did it consistently or consecutively, I burnt out. You know, what I learned from that is you need to rest. And I really, I'm working a nine to five job right now in London. I really go work life balance and I bloody love it. Whereas before I used to work like almost every day, all the time, no, barely any weekends off. Till three, four, five in the morning, balancing so many different things in university. I was bouncing rusty glass, trying to expand different countries, work on different projects, doing so much with, with Kings, working part time at the event companies, hosting parties and stuff, whilst doing a, a university degree. It was so tough. And I made a lot of sacrifices and I struggled a lot. But in hindsight, I'm glad I did. But I learned a lot about the importance of rest and, you know, finding balance. But sometimes it's okay to be imbalanced as long as you're happy. What is one thing you've learned from those experiences? I mean, you said you, it was difficult, but. How did that allow you to overcome that initial burnt out? Yeah, great question. I think, like I said, it's about rest, right? And <clears throat> not, not forget to live in the moment and make memories, you know? That's, what, that's one thing I realized from the burnout. I was like, why am I working so hard? I, I, it's because I love what I do, but I also realized I love making memories. I love going out with my friends, traveling the world. I'm a huge foodie. So I think just exploring living life is also really fun and having that balance where, yeah, work, work hard when you need to, but when you need to live, don't be afraid to be yourself and be authentic and be who you are. Okay. Now I want to take all that question, all of that, what we've just discussed, and I'll apply that to understand more about Rescue Glass. So what would you say now with this whole entrepreneurial mindset? Do you remember where exactly did this whole idea come into your mind? You know, let's go back to 2018, 2019, 2017, back in high school. What did you see that made you be like, okay, this has not been done before, or I need to bring this thing to mind? You know, how did you realize that where were you yeah great question like i said it started back in this as a cast project and alden was really the one who brought up the idea and you tried to him he's an amazing person one of my best friends i think it, but what we did differently is that people around the world clap on that's not different you know people around the world have done what we've done but what i believe we've done differently is a meaningful and purposeful business is that you know we try to empower our community i work with a lot of students given a lot of talks in southeast asia especially in Thailand, done some talks in Kings, UCL, LSC. And it's just sharing my story and creating an impact to what we're doing. And we donate our profits to charities, organizations. We volunteer, we support however we can, whenever we can. And just being together a community of like-minded individuals is what really sets us apart. Because we're not focused on the money. We're really focused on the impact and the learning. Now, first of all, those achievements are amazing that you just mentioned. And throughout the journey, do you ever look back and realize maybe like, like five years ago or 10 years ago, wow, is this really who I am now? Does that terrify you in a way? It's like, yeah. Yeah, a great question. I think it's a balance of both, right? Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I've got to do more and more and more and more. And that, you know, always be on the go all the time. 
But in hindsight, I think it's okay to sometimes take it easy and be chill, but also reflect and realize how much I've learned and grown both personally, professionally in the last five years. But I, I have a spreadsheet. I, I have a school, like a presentation of everything I've done so far to, to get Restless where it is now every month and how much time and struggle and effort my team and I put it in. So, you know, in hindsight, I'm, I'm proud of myself, but I'm looking forward to, to learning more and making more mistakes and growing, you know. What would you say is the biggest mistake you made or the most difficult moment throughout the journey that really made you realize a lot about not just yourself, but also your business? That's why this podcast is going to blow up very soon. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing I've learned is, you know, patience is important. But I saw it also comes to what I said earlier is that understand what metrics mean to you. For me, when I first started Resi Glass, I had unrealistic expectations. I thought we were going to grow exponentially really quickly. And we, we grew much slower than I thought. We still grew very, like, very well, but I think it's about understanding what success means to you. And through a lot of reflection and introspection, success for me with Rush to is have I made a positive impact on the community? Have I learned a lot along the journey? Have I met a lot of cool people? That's the three most important things for me. So understanding that and being patient is what I've learned along the journey. And I know for my next venture or anything I'm proud to do, I'm going to be, I'm going to be patient. Like micro patience. Uh, what did Gary Vee say? <laughs> what he said do you remember it was oh he says a lot of amazing stuff yeah micro patience macro achievement or something like that i, I don't remember the exact detail but this okay. working hard every day but being patient and knowing that you know the result that i want will take time yeah now I, I think patience is very key and it's something that we're just so just we're so just willing to wait for that result that we want but we need to realize that it's just going to take time you know i would rather wait for it to actually pay off in the longer term than wait for something small to just happen in the shorter term then realize you know later on how far can this actually go which is why i truly believe in patience same with this podcast you know i'm just trying to take it small steps at a time and really like i'll look back in the future and i'll actually be glad i did because i try to look at it as in the future you're going to look back and laugh at this i try to make it seem like you know something a bit comedic and like you know very cathartic where it's like it's not that serious you know you tried your best and you're working hard as you can and i'm sure that's the exact same thing with you and your rest of your life yeah i think just one point is that you just got to go out there and try and do it you know like who, who, who am i to tell you if you have an, if, it, if a business idea or you have whatever dreams and aspirations you have like who am i or anyone else to tell you what you should do and what you shouldn't do you know you should just go out there, try it, and not give up easily. But learn when to give up as well. Like I, I, I was doing rest class full time, and I realized, look, it, it's my passion. I love what I can do, but I need to get experience elsewhere as well. So that's why I started working in events management, nightlife in London for six months, whatever. But then now I'm working in a climate tech startup in London, and I've been learning so much because the company is scaling so quickly. The team is 17 now. A year ago, it was like seven, eight people. You know, so I've learned so much. I learned to let go as well. But Rescue Glass is still running itself in Thailand, so that's a interesting concept to think about that's great to hear now i have two questions actually before we end up filming and the first question is or the second last question is what would you say has been the best achievement or proudest moment because we talked a lot about the downfalls which is great to highlight but i also want to bring some light on what we've been talking about so far hmm, great question yeah i think i'm really proud to still see rushing out making some impact no matter how small or large the impact is that even when I'm in London working at another climate tech startup, I have a team of 50 students in different international schools working together to create change. And I don't have to be there in Thailand to do it. And I see such driven, hungry, determined individuals want to create change. And I learned so much from them. And hopefully they learn a lot from me as well. But that just makes me really proud to see that we got a great group of people, you know, working together to create really good change for Thailand and hopefully the world in the next five, 10 years. That's great. And I'm sure it, it's all going to pay off in the longer term. And my last question, or I guess it could be two ways, is what's next for you is the first question. 
And the second question is, if you had to give one advice to someone who wants to start a business or, you know, wants to become an entrepreneur, what would you say? Yeah. So it's two questions. One, one, what takes for me? So right now, <clears throat> I'm working at a private tech startup in London called Thrust Carbon. Really enjoying it. Got an amazing team. I'm being pushed out of my comfort zone. I'm learning so much about different areas of the business. So I'm really happy you're going to be here for another six months, one year, even longer possibly, and probably to be honest. But then I'll be moving back to Thailand as well. Not sure how long, but I'll be living between Thailand and London. Uh, in Thailand. So yeah, we're going to continue with the startup, private tech startup, continue learning, continue making an impact at scale with big corporates and everything. And then secondly, what advice would I give to someone who wants to start a business? I could go on this, I could go on this for hours and I'm sure we can too. And I'm sure we will when we catch up. But, um, two things. Believe in yourself. It's not easy. You know, there'll be days where you won't believe in yourself. There are days I don't believe in myself, but you got to learn to believe in yourself and realize that, look, you're not perfect, but you will do what you are you for your reason. Like you have your own strengths. You have your own weaknesses. As long as you're aware of them and you're trying to double down your strengths, keep doing that. So believe in yourself. And two, I think, yeah, continue to be introspective, right? Like keep, keep reflecting and learning and asking for help and don't be afraid of that. Put your ego aside. I, I'm still working on myself, but you know, who I was three years ago is quite different to who I am now. I had a much bigger ego. I'm not saying I don't have an ego now, but, uh, I've come, I've come a decent way and I've still got a lot to learn. Oh yeah. That's all of us. We've all come very far, no matter what. And I think, again, it's lessons that we learned throughout the way that will truly allow us to, I guess, maybe not just change, but also just, we realize it now that, okay, at least I know the lesson I need to be learned that needs to be learned, but wow. Great advice. Two pieces of advice. And it was really nice to interview you. Thank you once again, Manish, for joining us today. And if people want to get in touch with you or Rusty Glass, where could they? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you very much for having me. It was great, you know, to share my insights, to learn from you. And in any way, if I can help anyone on their journey, I have so much to learn for everyone who's listening, anyone else, and happy to share the little I know from my experience and my struggles. So feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn, quite active on LinkedIn, as Manav said. So feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn and connect. And you can keep up with my journey there as well. Perfect. I'll attach Manish's LinkedIn below so people can stay in touch with you. And yep, that's all for today. Thank you guys once again for watching. Make sure to give it a like and a subscribe and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. But also make sure to follow or rate it a five star if you are watching this from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other specific platform. Stay tuned for an episode coming soon and have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Manish, for joining once again. Thank you all. Have a great day. Bye bye.